Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me. I love our time together. Short, hard-hitting, informative, sometimes controversial, and I trust always helpful. Hey, before I dive in today, I want to tell you that I do a great deal with men. I have an organization called Great Man, just capital G-R-E-A-T-M-A, capital M-A-N, run together as one word. And we do a lot with men. And now that COVID is receding, we are going to do a lot worldwide. There's two ways you can help. First of all, go to my website, greatman.tv. It's our site for men. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a donate button, a place where you can give. I want you to help me with what we're doing with men. We're getting books out. We're doing conferences. We're doing leaders conferences. We're getting materials all over the world. We're trying to turn masculinity and manhood in our generation. There's another way you can help us without even spending a dime. Do you know that there's a way that you can buy things on Amazon? And when you do, Amazon will take a percentage and give it to a charity. Well, we're a 501c3 organization. Let me say that more clearly, 501c3. (laughs) So if you will log on to smile.amazon.com and choose Great Man Inc. as your charity, then a percentage of your purchases will be given to Great Man. It won't cost you a dime. For some of you guys who have corporations that buy a lot through Amazon, or just maybe even your family, you buy a huge amount. Average American family buys about $1,400 a year. That, that gives us a certain amount of money if you've chosen us as your charity. But some of you guys spend hundreds of thousands on Amazon. And so I want you to consider smile.amazon.com. Choose Great Man Inc. You can be giving us, who knows, thousands of dollars to serve the cause of men, and it won't cost you a dime. All right, let's dive in. I want to talk to you in this podcast about the what apparently has become the very controversial matter of critical race theory. You're hearing about CRT all the time. There are actual state laws forbidding its use in some states. Folks are up in arms about it. Curriculum are being written in terms of it. What is it? Why is it a problem? What's going on? All right, let's back up. There is a school of thought or a, an approach to academic information called critical theory it comes out of Marxism. And basically it takes the Marxist grid and interprets history in terms of it. This is the standard definition of critical theory. So you know the underlying principle of Marxism. Marx believed that the property class uh, was always oppressing the proletariat. And that this was the great sin, this was the great wrong throughout history. And so all ages of history could be interpreted in in terms of this critical theory. That the propertied class was always oppressing the proletariat. And that this was the struggle, this this was the the engine of history, this, this was the issue, the great wrong in history. And that we needed to understand history in terms of this grid of understanding. And then, of course, uh, bring about the revolution that would correct that issue. Now, critical race theory is a grid through which to view, a lens through which to view history that 
is not necessarily the Marxist economic view I've just described, but rather a racial grid laid over history, okay? So a critical race theory approach to American history understands essentially that American history has been pretty thoroughly racist since the beginning, that blacks and other non-whites have been oppressed, that American history has been in large part about white supremacy, that this is part of the meaning, this is the grid of understanding. We need to understand it in that light to bring about the needed changes, but that a lot of what has fueled history, fueled prosperity, uh, shooting through every arena of American life, from media to education to economics to military to politics, etc., is that you have an oppressed people and then you have oppressors. This again comes very close to the Marxist view, but the oppressors in critical race theory are whites and non-whites are those who are oppressed and that this has shot through American history, this has fueled American history, this explains American history and it certainly explains our contemporary situation. So we have to understand it in order to change it. Now, let me tell you where I come from on this. Uh, I am a moderate in my politics, and sometimes I don't even like landing there because it sounds like I'm always trying to strike a balance between two positions so I don't have to be controversial. Not true. Uh, I often find myself ending up in a moderate position between two opinions because I think that's where the truth is. So on this issue of critical race theory, I am opposed to the blank just just unreserved, unthought through application of critical race theory uh, to American history and to our curricula and use in our curricula. But I'm not a guy who is opposed to understanding American history in racist terms. <laughs> so how's that? Sounds like I'm accepting it and I'm, not, and I'm not. And it frustrates me sometimes that I have to land at these halfway positions, at these middle positions, but I think that's where the truth is. So let me start into this to explain where I'm coming from. I have long been a student of American history, particularly American uh, African-American history. I love African-American history. I've taught African-American history. I've guest lectured on African-American history. I, I've re written on African-American history. And I have also been an outspoken critic of our ed educational system because it doesn't do enough with African-American history. Now, there are some other ethnicities that it doesn't do enough with either. Uh, if the only time Chinese are mentioned is when the railroads are being built in America, then you've got, you've got something wrong. But African-American history is a pretty major part of American history, and there have been some horrible injustices, not just slavery, by the way, although, of course, that story ought to be told. And if you're using a textbook, if you've got a curriculum going, if you are studying, and by the way, I'm even speaking to the homeschoolers who are listening to this podcast, and you're not talking about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, you're not talking about the Tulsa race massacre uh, earlier in, our, in the last century, if, if you are, are not talking about the, some of the details of slavery and getting into it specifically, talking about what was happening, uh, then, of course, you are not telling the truth of American history. American history is shot through with slavery, shot through with shocking episodes like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and, the, of course, the Tulsa race massacre, other things. Um, 
You know that I have an, a, a, a close connection to Native Americans. Uh, if, if we're not talking about Wounded Knee, if we're not talking about uh, the Great Removal, if we're not tra- talking about the Trail of Tears, if you look, look, go into your child's um, room today with permission and ask to look at their history book. If they're not, if that Trail of Tears is not there, if Wounded Knee is not there, if some of the other things I've mentioned are not there, they're not telling the truth about American history. And what I want is that we get past these things. I want that we heal these things. I want that we restore. I want to have a strong nation. And a a nation is not made stronger by ignoring the horrors of its past. We have to talk about these things. We have to talk about what's happening. We have to teach the next generation. Now, I say all that, and some of you are out there cheering me on, and then you're going, well, wait a minute. He just said he's not that big a fan of critical race theory. Yes. And here's why. I'm a student of history, and I can tell you that history is nuanced. History has texture. History has contradictions. History is a mad wench, as one of my British professors once said. History is confusing. She's a strange mistress. It doesn't, there's not an easy answer. There's not one size fits all. There's not one good of understanding fits all things. So if, if, if I accept what my Marxist friends, and I do have some, my Marxist friends want to uh, contend, which is that we need to understand all history um, through a lens, or we need to place upon that history a grid of pure economic understanding in which the property class is oppressing the proletariat and that that's what feels history. That's the grid through which we understand history. And that's what needs to be changed to make all things just right and moral in history. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It may provide some insights. Do the rich oppress the poor? Yes. Since Adam, the rich have oppressed the poor. It's part of history. It's part of sinful, I'm, I'm speaking as a Christian, sinful fallen history of human beings. Yes, it's part of the grid. It's not the only grid. It's not the only thing you want to teach. It's not the only lens through which to view history. So you view history through many lenses, a history of faith, a history, yes, of economics, a history of women's issues, uh, a a history of nobility and valor, uh, a history of family, a history as a passion for belonging, a history of tribe. You see what I'm saying? There are many different grids through which to understand history, military history, which I love and study and teach and guest lecture at the service academies and the faith side of military history, etc. Love all of that. Okay, critical race theory. Certainly we need to understand American history through a lens of race. No question. I agree with my friend Jim Wallace from Sojourners that slavery is America's original sin. It's not its only sin. There are other sins. Uh, and not all of American history is sinful. Nevertheless, we got some problems in the area of race. I want to understand history through that lens. I have criticized Christian textbooks. I've criticized public school textbooks because they ignore huge episodes in uh, American history related to race. And they don't mention people like W.E.B. Du Bois or Du Bois is the way he said it, or Booker T. Washington or other people I could talk about. Your book's not talking about Sojourner Truth. Your book's not talking about, you understand where I'm going. If, you're, if the if books you use are not telling the story, then you're setting up the next generation not to be able to help heal our nation and set us on a right and righteous path. 
So I'm preaching just a little bit here. What I'm trying to say is, I believe there's racial injustice in America. I believe we need to be teaching the history of that racial injustice in this country, just as we teach the heroism, just as we teach military history, just as we teach economic history, and yes, just as we teach that the rich have often oppressed the poor. All of those are uh, suggested by history, part of the nuance of history, part of the lessons of history, part of the lenses uh, or the various lenses through which we need to view history. So I believe in looking at it all. And yeah, I I think that an educated people need to understand uh, the struggle of homosexuals, whether you agree with homosexuals or not, whether you think that homosexuality is completely sin and these people should repent or you're, you're, you're a champion of their values. The fact is you need to understand it. We need to teach it. We need to know what Stonewall was, etc. This is what an educated people are. This is how you heal. This is how you make intelligent decisions. So am I an advocate for critical race theory? No. And as soon as I say that, some folks go, well, he's just a racist. He's just a white guy who doesn't want the story of race told about America. No, 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 no. I've advocated for just the opposite for decades. However, I don't want to view American history through any one lens. My main field of writing and study is American religious history and literary history. Well, that you can't view American history just through that lens either. You've got to look at it in all of its nuance, in all of its richness, in all of its poetry, in all of its variations. Because history is a mad winch, as my professor said. So yeah, I'm opposed to critical race theory because it puts one, it gives us one lens through which to view history. And it basically says that this explains all of American history. So everybody of color should be bitter and everybody who's white should be guilty. And uh, let's start, you know, reversing roles here as quickly as possible. No, I'm not in favor of that. But man, am I in favor of telling the truth in the classroom. Man, am I fine with people feeling upset and feeling angry and going home to their parents and saying, what in the world was going on? What was grandpa doing during that time? These are questions that generations ought to be asking each other. So once again, I'm a moderate, not in favor of critical race theory, could not be more passionate about the history books that we use at every level of education, telling the truth than the whole truth. And by the way, I could suddenly put on another hat and say that these same textbooks need to be telling the truth about revivals and religious movements and major figures in American history. I could say to my secular textbook publisher friends, if if your textbook doesn't mention the Great Awakening or the Second Great Awakening, doesn't mention Billy Graham, uh, doesn't mention uh, you know the charismatic movement and all of its influence, doesn't mention certain Christian doctrines, um, etc. It doesn't mention Jonathan Edwards doesn't mention George Whitfield. You're not doing your job either. Now, I realize the tendency here probably would be for textbooks to be 10,000 pages long, but this can be done by skilled people. So yeah, we all have a gripe, but for heaven's sake, let's not put one lens of understanding over American history. Let's capture it in its nuance. Let's capture it in its variation. Let's capture it in its mystery. Let's capture it in all of its glory, because ultimately, American history is a pretty powerful, fascinating, and overall, a positive thing. Let's get right, and let's not just choose one grid of understanding, because it will not serve us well. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include... The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, 
and Lincoln's battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.